This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. If you are a $5 a month donor, you can get ad-free episodes of this show. Hello to you. How was your trip? Hi, it was amazing. It was magical. It was genuinely one of the better weekends of my life. And I'm happy to be back. The weird thing is that could apply to literally any trip anywhere right now. Yeah, I mean, the bar was pretty low vis-a-vis entertainment. And yes, I did spend a lot of time on my friend's couch instead of my own couch. But it was, it's, you know, it's my two favorite people and I haven't seen them in two years. So it was, it was great. I have so many stories I want to talk about. And thankfully, none of them are like the worst thing going on anywhere ever. So these... These are delightful stories. I've been way offline for about six days. Oh, good. I got a lot to catch you up on. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with a video that I saw before I before we recorded this that I don't think anyone's seen yet, but I downloaded it because I know that thing's getting deleted (laughs) fast. But I have to. Do you have like an external hard drive somewhere that you like? (laughs) I have ways. (laughs) Okay, this video involves Matt Powell, who is like. You know how much fun we make fun of creationists. Sure. He's like the dumbest creationist, wow. which takes a lot. Yeah. He has previously made videos saying that scientists believe in surfing monkeys. This is what evolution teaches you. Surfing monkeys? Yes. And oh. that how did dinosaurs go extinct? They farted, farted themselves into extinction. Oh. And these are, this is science. Is that like know? a methane... There's too much I, methane that's gas where he's in getting, the air. That's what he's getting at. But here's the thing. It's someone who doesn't understand the science, but is fully convinced he understands everything about the science. Oh, yeah. And then makes videos explaining the science that he doesn't understand to creationists who think he's smart. That's his whole vibe <laughs> on YouTube. A really dumb circle jerk. So he, Yes. So we just made a video. It's called The World's Most Racist Religion Exposed. Guess what that religion is. It's going to be Christianity. No. What? Muslim. Uh, Islam. No. No. Uh, Atheism. Mm, Close. Oh. Evolution. Evolution is the most racist religion ever. Yes. Well, Hammett, I'm just going to quickly stop you there. Huh? I, I try. It's a one minute video. And okay. there's a lot going on in it. I was just telling Jessica, I wish I could just play the clip for you. And it's a hassle on my end. So the answer is no. But if I anyone will... knows how to do that <laughs> in like three or fewer steps, please let us know. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, like, I boiled it down to about six things that he says in okay. this video as justification for why the religion of evolution is racist. Cool. One, evolution promotes survival of the fittest, which is not... True. I mean... That's not even a Darwin original. That's something another person coined Mm -hmm. later on to explain what Darwin was getting at. But again, it's not like if you commit genocide, you did not win evolution. That's not how it works. Right. Well, and I also think that the survival of the fittest thing really falls apart quickly when you introduce, like, consciousness and society (laughs) into it. Because, you know, in... in in spite of what Dar- in spite of what we pray to Darwin each and every Sunday, we still do give sick people health care usually. We charge them mm. a lot in this country, but in general, <laughs> as humans, we try to help people survive. So I think as soon as you start applying these broad and unfair strokes to human beings, we might not be having the same conversation anymore. And evolution is not like an advertising campaign. It's an explanation. <laughs> so, okay, so he says evolution 
obviously promotes survival of the fittest. Well, evolution also says we evolved, I'm quoting here, we evolved from African-Americans. Think about this one for a second. Well, shit, that's racist on a few different levels, huh? We evolved from African-Americans is something he actually says in this video. Can I take apart all the reasons that that is a weird and horrible statement? Uh Uh-huh. First of all, we'll just get racism out of the way because he implies that somehow black people are lower on the evolutionary scale. Um, I want to be... Nope, nope. He's saying... He's saying evolutionists. If we evolve from black people, then why are there still black people? You've beaten me to step five. (laughs) Um... But he did say African-Americans, which is a wild misunderstanding of how the world works. Yes, that is the first thing that I thought of, too, because I think he doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt. But if I give him the benefit of the doubt, he is saying science teaches that, like, the human species began, really, in Africa. And then we moved. That is fair. Our species, by and large, like that's kind of the center of the universe when it comes to where we all humanity got started. Ever heard of the Fertile Crescent? I have. So he's not saying, you know, mankind kind of started in Africa and then, you know, spread, discovered, looted, took over other places. He's saying we evolved from African Americans. From is doing a lot of lifting. A lot of lifting. Also, the Fertile Crescent, Africa is not African-Americans. America did not exist until, like, now, a blink of an eye ago in the lifespan of humanity. Um, Carl Sagan does it much better than Hammett, trust us. (laughs) (laughs) We did not evolve from (laughs) African-Americans. That's not how any of this works. Mankind began in Africa, if you want to bluntly put it in words like that. Right. But okay, step three. But now there are other Americans Step four. Does he but think there Americans are... and humans are synonyms? Yes. <laughs> Number four. But there, but there are still oh. African Americans. Five. Oh. So what about quote the African Americans that are still alive today? Therefore, evolution is racist. Let me repeat all this. Oh, He's boy. saying we started in Africa, started but in Africa. we have evolved from African Americans, but there are still African Americans. <laughs> and to suggest that we have evolved from that suggests there's something lesser about African Americans. Therefore, evolution is racist. Mic drop. That is his argument against evolution. And that's me giving him the benefit of the doubt along the way. Yeah, I would push further that not only are there still African Americans who exist, I think there's still Africans who exist. Can, if that you is can accurate. believe that. I know. Um, wow. The idea that he thinks evolution teaches that we are a different species than the people in Africa mm. where humanity began, not a different species. Yeah, I. I, I oh think God. this is one of my, like, overarching pet peeves in, in I don't know if you want to call it apologetics or, or creationism or whatever, but they are, they're the, the optimal example of just enough knowledge to be dangerous. <laughs> like, they heard the word species at some point. They don't necessarily know what that means, so they think it means kind of different, so are yeah. dogs and cats the same species? No, they're pretty different. Are chihuahuas and Great Danes the same species? I guess technically. But then they apply it to humans and they think, 
Okay, species means different. So Hemant and I are different species because he's brown and I'm white. Yeah. I mean, that is basically the level of his understanding of anything, which right. is to say he doesn't understand anything. But, like, it doesn't bother me that he's ignorant. People can be ignorant. It doesn't. That's weird because it, it bothers do- me a lot. It doesn't because, I mean, we're all ignorant about different things. You don't have to be under, you don't have to be knowledgeable about evolution. But this guy, the thing that makes me mad is his whole shtick is I understand it and it's wrong. Uh-huh. And I, who have, like, no graduate degree in evolution, no. like, can say, you know what, even if I didn't explain it perfectly, I know you're wrong about mm-hmm. the basic premise of your argument here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope, I'm 100% nailed it. And everyone should listen to me. And I looked at the comments underneath this video, which at this point are kind of just the diehard fans. And they're all like, wow, yes, evolution is racist. Got it in one. And it's like they only care about racism if it's bringing like, if they can call somebody to the left of them a a racist. (laughs) Right. This guy's voting for people who are objectively racist and passing racist policies. Yeah. But evolution. And by the way, even if Darwin... Even if he was the most racist dude ever, it has no bearing on the science of what he Mm. explained. Yeah, I mean, to be honest... Margaret Sanger, you don't need her to support Planned Parenthood. Also, like, I think Darwin in a lot of ways was like a full-on buffoon, so it's okay if they want... There was an episode of The Dollop about Darwin and all... About specifically his voyage on the age of... (laughs) And all I remember is he was really, really mad and he wrote in his journals all the time how... Um, hammocks are impossible because he kept trying to get into the hammock's feet first. <laughs> he would like jump into the hammock and it would spit them out. And he's like, these fucking hammocks. Hammocks are for weird people. They're, everyone else is wrong, not me. Ever. Right. Anyway, he was a goober, but he was a genius. And <laughs> so, as so many of us are. <laughs> so, while we're on the subject of deconstructing uh, dumb things people said, yep. there's a Christian apologist whose name is Dr. Frank Turek. And I'm familiar with this guy because many, many years ago, he wrote this book called uh, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, which is one of those, you know exactly where that book goes. He really creamed his jeans when he thought of that title, huh? (laughs) Sorry, was that too much? Did I cross the line? Too much. Okay. So he wrote this book with another guy, and it's one of those like, look, uh, atheists are the ones taking a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. Christians have the evidence you Mm -hmm. should, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, it's one of those, if you're eager to rip apart a Christian apologetics book, that's a good one to start from (laughs) because it's not hard, but that guy's still around. He's still doing the apologetics. And this time uh, he made a tweet that I think was, I don't know what he was responding to, but it was just an anti-sex type of tweet. But I'm going to read this anti-sex? to you. Anti-sex? Anti, well, definitely anti-sex positivity. Oh, okay. Um, but here's what he said. I'm, it's a tweet. It's not long. Sure. But we could stop and go as we oh, do this. Okay? wow. Okay, it's dense. Sex is sacred because people Whoop. are sacred. Hey, counterpoint. Turtles have sex. They do. They do. Uh, and you know what? It's sacred Turtles when are they pretty do sacred. Yeah. Mm, no. I'll I keep mean, going. Okay. Sex is sacred because people are sacred. And if you... Uh, let me read the whole thing. And <laughs> if you look at so many of our problems, they're related to sex. Abortion, killing people, sex trade, pornography are related to sex. Can End you tweet. give me that list again? Abortion? Yes. Okay, I can see the one-to-one line from abortion, from sex to abortion. Got that one. Next. Killing people. Now there's... I'm a little confused, <laughs> you see. <laughs> Does he think maybe he just watches a lot of CSI? 
<laughs> and he thinks the only people who die are like sex workers. Yeah, I I was trying to figure out like first of all the fact that he separated abortion and killing people like isn't oh. yeah. so I guess abortion is not killing people. Cardinal rhetorical <laughs> trap, Evan, <laughs> Mister Apologist. <laughs> By the way, sex is not sacred. It's a part of life. Yeah. You can have it or don't. I don't care what you do, but yeah. it's not some special thing that must be reserved for the I don't know heterosexual one person everyone's going yeah, to Yeah, I guess it can be if that's your jam but it sounds but like it a lot of pressure. Yeah. And abortion, I mean, it's not just sex because it's I think he's under the implication that the only people who ever have abortions uh-huh. are people who have unprotected sex cuz they're sluts yeah, 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 and yeah. then need an abortion to correct a mistake. Right. As a, no victims of any kind, no assault victims, no right. rape victims, right. nobody who finds out that they like they literally cannot have this child right. and it won't be healthy. Mm-hmm. That there's none of that nuance in any of this. No, 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 no. So, there's no room for nuance in this man's brain. It's very small. The killing people think and hard I like a marble. I don't know if he was talking about sex workers or if he was talking about like when men kill women because they wouldn't sleep with them. I don't know if that's what he was getting getting at. But also, that's not a sex problem. That's a the dude is messed yeah, up. Yeah, that's problem. a patriarchy problem. Yeah. Um. And even if you watch like CSI or Law and Order, like yeah. sex crimes are rarely about sex. It's about all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Something tells me sometimes people don't always get the nuances of those particular shows. Of SVU. Yeah. <laughs> um, sex trade mm-hmm. is about sex, but that's also like. But that's. Is he talking about like sex workers? Is he talking about like human slavery because those are really different i wouldn't i don't think he was talking about human slavery because i think he would not human slavery but like um human trafficking is what i I don't think he was talking about that necessarily though maybe he could have included it but if he's saying people who voluntarily sell their services or something again i think for a lot of people that's not about sex that's about money yeah that's about power that's about other issues it's not just about sex Mm -hmm. and then finally he said pornography which again there is a you could argue it's healthy for participants and viewers if it's done in a certain way Mm -hmm. and obviously it could cross the line in both directions i'm not defending any of that but to pretend that any of that is bad Mm -hmm. because it involves sex oh it I think the thing that bugged me about the tweet is not just that it's a weird list of things to suggest that every problem in our society stems from this one thing that he can't deal with. Right. It's that people like him run churches. People like him spread this to other evangelicals. Um, And how many women have we seen in the past several years speak out against purity culture and the way sex is treated in their Mm -hmm. church and say, it harmed me. Yeah. And none of these dudes are like listening to any of that. Right. That, I think, bugged well, me more than the I, tweet. Honestly, yes. And I will always, always bring up the fact that men, Christian men, men on the right, are so obsessed with, like, quote-unquote, protecting women when it comes to, like, trans bathroom bills or or trans people in sports. But when women actually wave our hands and say, hey, actually, we're raped a lot and we're not crazy about that. Do you think we could address that? They're like, you lying sluts. To any of those people who are like, I must protect women's sports, so we have to pass this trans bill. I just want a reporter to ask one of them, tell me your favorite WNBA player. (laughs) Tell me any female athlete, and you cannot say Simone Biles. I will not let you. (laughs) I promise you none of them would mention her name. They do not know who she is. (laughs) Oh, Um, boy. Yeah. But, okay, 
We're going to skip to the next. Okay. I know you <laughs> want to talk about this story. Oh, yeah. This week, um, actually, for the uh, past couple of weeks, there was this announcement that some dude was creating a Bible with the endorsement of Lee Greenwood, the country singer who sings God Bless the USA, which is like the one song that played at MAGA rallies that the singer did not get mad about because he's like, what? Trump likes my song? Wonderful. Don't mind if I do. I remember singing that song when I was in grade school. Oh my God. Everybody sang it in grade school. It was a fucking bop when we were in grade school. (laughs) And I proudly stand up. Shut up. And then there's that pause. Yeah. Next to you. No, no, no. So that guy, it's his Bible that's coming out. It includes the text of the Bible, of course, because it is a Bible. Old and New Testament, do you think? Yes, all of it. And it includes the text of the Pledge of Allegiance Mm -hmm. and the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence Mm -hmm. and the Bill of Rights, which is actually written separately from the U.S. Constitution, apparently. Interesting. (laughs) <laughs> and the lyrics to God Bless the USA, because, you That know. <laughs> is by far the funniest part of this. <laughs> Those are the founding scriptures of our nation, by I the way. I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> the Bill of Rights and the lyrics to God Bless the USA. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's so, like, it's just living in this... I'm kind of getting used to this post-irony world that we're living in, and I'm just really bathing in the fact that somebody is going to buy a book that has the Bible, the Old Testament, <laughs> the New Testament, the Constitution, and Lee Greenwood's lyrics oh, that, to God Bless the USA. That song is on the radio. Let me pull out my Bible so oh, we can so get can the lyrics. Along. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's my annotated copy for teens, so it really <laughs> translates into something that young kids can get into. Yes. $49.99 a pop for this book. Because, you know, fancy printing and all. And <laughs> it was yep, and it was gonna be uh, published on 9-11. 20th anniversary this year, <laughs> mind you. What the <laughs> fuck? So, Do you think they are trying to prove with that? Uh, they're super patriots and you're a traitor is what they're trying to prove. Me personally? You personally. Oh, damn it. it. says that in the book. Oh, I yes. hate that. They have a page that there's, is just a picture of you with a dartboard or something. They're shit. so fucking petty. I can't yeah. stand it. Here's the thing. I heard about this Bible like two, three weeks ago mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's not news. I feel like I've, uh, why isn't that a thing already? <laughs> like Christian nationalists exist. They like their Bibles yeah. for show. So I was surprised this didn't already exist. Um, I will... It actually doesn't. The closest I've seen uh, that I found out later. what do you mean? There are Bibles that have, like, um, things affiliated with nationalism. Oh, you mean it doesn't exist already? Yeah. Okay. Like, there actually isn't a Bible that's being sold with these things because that's honestly crossing a line for a lot of people who are like, (laughs) don't conflate uh, patriotism or the nation with the Bible because the Bible's supposed to be better than whatever man creates in this democracy. So it actually was surprising. But here's the twist that I actually found really fascinating. There was pushback when they announced this book. And part of it, and this is intriguing, I don't know how many people know this. I will admit I did not know all of this. Okay. There was pushback from a lot of people because they were using a translation of the Bible, which any believer may be familiar with, the NIV translation, which in layman's terms is like, yeah, it's pretty easy to read. Oh, if okay. you look at the Bible and you hear all the, you know, God sayest that uh-huh. this, it's like, oh, this sounds like it was written thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's like the King James Version. Gotcha. And that's and so like the old more... school, that's the one true Bible. Uh-huh. But there's also an NIV version, which actually sounds like English. Okay. And it's like, oh, I could read this. Mm-hmm. 
when I make videos on YouTube talking about Bible uh, chapters, Mm -hmm. I use the NIV version because it's easier to talk about because it sounds the way most of us talk. Okay. What I did not realize is that the publishing company Zondervan, which is a Christian publisher, actually owns that translation. Um, It's their translation. If anyone else wants to use it, you have to ask them for permission. Oh, and it just didn't occur to them to get copyright permissions. Close. I I thought that might be the case. No, no, no. They did reach out to Zondervan and said, we want to publish this Bible, this type of it. And I'm sure they get a gazillion of these requests all the time. Uh And initially, I don't think they said no. They're like, well, here's a mock-up of what it would look like and stuff. And do you want us to like publish this thing? And a lot of other Zondervan authors who are Christians are like, what the hell are you doing, my publisher? Because you are basically promoting Christian nationalism. Mm-hmm. Not saying these are different opinions or interpretations of the Bible. That happens all the time. But this idea that we're promoting this version sure. of Christian nationalism. Um, one of the petitions that a lot of these authors signed on to said, this is a toxic mix that will exacerbate the challenges to American evangelicalism, adding fuel to the Christian nationalism and anti-Muslim sentiments found in many segments of the evangelical church. And they asked Zondervan and Harper Collins to just not publish this. Interesting. And um, I would say uh, other people, other progressive Christians also had a version of this petition where they said... American nationalism is its own civil religion. It has its own theology, manifest destiny, the doctrine of discovery and American exceptionalism. And that is precisely why it's dangerous (laughs) to mesh patriotism with Orthodox Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Basically implying we are better than what our country has done. Why are you pretending these belong together? Right. They said the national anthem should not be in the church hymnal. The Mm. Pledge of Allegiance should not be in the Bible. Okay, fine. We (laughs) Here's kind of the mic drop moment for them. We don't need to add anything to the Bible. We just need to live out what it already says. Dang. Yeah. So they published this petition. Mm-hmm. This goes around for a while. And now it seems that Harper Collins put out a statement this week saying, you know what? We're not going to give them permission oh. to use our translation, which means we're backing out. Sure. So uh, here's the statement from a website called Religion Unplugged. Uh, Megan Clark over there. Neither HarperCollins nor its evangelical publishing groups, Zondervan and Thomas Nelson, will support the Bible Project anymore. The publish- According to them, the publisher never finalized a formal agreement. Mm. These people just went ahead and said, hey, will you do this for us? And they said, well, here's what it would look like. All right, we're doing this. Sounds great. Put up the website, started blasting out press releases, and they're like, we never agreed to anything yet. This is a group of people who have never heard no in their fucking <laughs> life, and they don't know what to do now. The, the publishers said the website and marketing of the NIV project were premature. Oh. Now, here's the thing. The people behind the book are like, all right, fine. This ain't stopping us. We're not getting canceled, whatever their language is here. Uh, yeah. So what they're going to do is they'll just find another publisher. They will use the KJV, King James version of the Bible, but, and which honestly to me seems like that's not going to change a damn thing. Like sure. he'll be able to publish his book. The reason is none of the people who are buying a book like this have any intention of reading the Bible. Mm-mm. It doesn't, you could write this thing in gibberish or Farsi and it would not make a difference because they're not going to open it up to read the Bible. They just want it for show. Right. That's the whole Trump Christian world right, right. there. Right. They just like saying they're Christian instead of doing anything that's Christian. But that is a book that exists. Oh boy, oh boy. $50, huh? 
50 That's bucks. so much money for all intellectually, <laughs> like with no intellectual copyrights. What are we paying for? Yeah. Are you paying God back or like back end? <laughs> um, I'm okay. There's a survey that came out this week and the numbers made it sound like Saddam Hussein created the survey. This is from D. James Kennedy Ministries. They put out a press release, paid for a press release that they called it a spiritual and constitutional state of the nation survey. And here's what they found in this survey. 96% of respondents said they had experienced verbal or physical abuse or bias due to their faith in Jesus Christ or their conservative Christian views. Uh, 96%. Okay, here's the thing. Yes. When you said their faith in Jesus Christ, I was like, well, that seems like a lot, considering it's the most prominent religion in, in the world. But also, you getting, quote-unquote, pushback, or how, how do they describe it? Got- uh, experience verbal or physical abuse. Verbal or physical abuse. They are persecuted, lofty. damn it. Um. Yeah, I think getting verbal abuse for believing in Jesus is different from getting verbal abuse from saying that Muslims should all go home. And so when you pretend that believing in Jesus, quote unquote, is the same thing as, what was the other part? Uh, Conservative Christian views. Conservative Christian views are two different things, (laughs) right? Yes, they are. I mean, there's a a meme that's been going on for a while. Like, I'm being uh, censored for my conservative views. Oh, you want lower taxes? No, not those views. Which ones? <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, I'm going to go on. Here's what else the survey found. 97% of respondents said students should have the right to pray in public school classrooms. Good news for them. <laughs> yeah, they, they already do. have that, right? 97% of respondents don't want to see their tax dollars help pay for abortion. Oh my and Christ. 100% of respondents said it is the constitutional right of citizens to defend themselves by the use of firearms. So here's the thing. You see this survey. Every, every, I'm just reading you some of the statements. They were all like high 90s uh-huh. for all these statements. It's like no survey of any group right. is that high. And if you see a survey that's like 99% of Christians are persecuted. Their, fa- their immediate family. This is the question. <laughs> like where are they getting these numbers from? Because if you read the press release, if you read their website, and I did, uh-huh. I'm like, what's your methodology for the survey? Because... You make it sound like this is a crisis. What was the title of this? For uh, a state of the nation survey. So I asked them, I wrote them and I'm like, can you send me like the raw data or the methodology? Because if the Pew Research Center, just to name one group, puts out a survey with some important results, they also have information for the data geeks out there. Like, here's what we asked. Here is the actual numbers that go beyond what you see in the charts yeah, and it's on the not website. Just for data geeks, it's just to Anyone? be like, hey, guess what? We like we're not just pulling shit out <laughs> yeah, of our ass. We show our work. Right, right, right. Um so they wrote, wrote back and they said, Well, did you read the website? I'm like, Yes. I bet you. <laughs> and we I went back and forth with this ministry about this for a little while. And eventually they're like, here's what they basically Oh, I'm sorry. The press release said this is a survey of Christian social conservatives and a largely evangelical constituency, which is also vague. And I'm like, well, where are you finding these people? Right. And they didn't say it. And here's what I finally figured out at the end. Um, It wasn't a gauge of evangelical opinion. It was a gauge of this ministry asking their members 
of a right-wing Christian group. Uh-huh. What do you think of the issues we constantly complain about? And by the way, it's not a survey of all of them. They basically asked their members, hey, the sort of people who open up our emails right. and read stuff, right. if you feel strongly about this, you know, can you fill out this survey? And they also put it up on their website. But who's going to their website? Uh-huh. Insane people who have these hardcore Christian views yeah, and are like, what, a survey online? I will answer that. I mean, this all... It's <clears throat> a self-selected group. From an already self-selected group. It, no wonder they're getting 100% to like everything. It really harkens back to the, the emails that Trump would send out when he was <laughs> like, do you love America or do you think it should burn in the ashes like the yeah. Democrats do? And then it's Fox like, oh. News, like a day later, 98% of Republicans say they love America. Like it's, well, look at the data. Okay. Yeah. By the way, the ministry, when I pointed all this out, I'm like, here's my problem. This has nothing to do with your views. I have a problem with the math here and where you're getting this from. And I don't think you're being forthright about where you're finding these people. What they said is, we offer viewers of our TV program, which airs around the country, Mm -hmm. the chance to request the survey and send in their responses. So the responses are not entirely from our supporters. I would like to know, who are these random strangers who are turning on Truths That Transform, Mm -hmm. a show on a Christian network that Mm -hmm. most people don't have and you got to search for, Mm -hmm. and then sees a thing like on TV that says, do you want to fill out a survey? You have to do some work. (laughs) And then, like, it, it's not surprising that people are doing self-selected surveys. Like, as someone who has taught statistics, that in itself is not weird, and I would understand that. But they should be very upfront and said, and say something like, we did a survey of our ministry's followers uh-huh. or something like that without saying like, we represent Christianity or evangelical Christianity. Like you're, no, you don't. Right. Aye, aye, aye. I'm mad at the math. <laughs> oh, and by the way, on their website, they then said the ministry is sharing the full results with Congress, cabinet officials, President Biden and key media outlets. Why? Mm -hmm. Your survey doesn't matter. No one cares what three people in your group think. Mm -hmm. Though they did say President Biden, which surprised me a little bit. Hey, progress, right? right? Mm. Do you want to talk about Chip and Joanna Gaines? Chip and Joanna Gaines. Are they the... You're white. You should know who they are. No, they're the shiplap. They home makeover. Very close. Not really, but yes. Um, Fixer Upper is their show. Home Makeover wasn't necessarily the name of their show. It was the genre. So here's the thing. Um, Without getting too much, because I am no expert on Chip and Joanna Games, uh, uh, games, they are super popular makeover, home makeover type people. Did they split up? Um, No, I don't believe so. Um, But super popular. Yeah. They have their line of stuff. I don't care about that. Um, But one thing that is interesting is they have given a lot of money to, I'm quoting from an article here, They have donated a total of $200,000 to racial justice organizations like the Waco, where they're from, Waco, Texas, NAACP, and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. And they announced plans to implement diversity and inclusion training for their employees. Now, that came in response uh, to getting some backlash from, like, they they appeared to be not on that side. And they're like, no, 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 we are on that side. Look, we are supporting these awesome projects. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. PR, damage control, I don't care. That's all well and good. Right. Now, here's the question that I don't know the answer to, but, like, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. So they gave $200,000 to these good groups doing good work. Uh 
The reason they're in the news this week is because it was found out that they donated, uh, chip gains anyway, donated $1,000 to a candidate running for a Texas local district like school board. Uh And she is vocally opposed to quote-unquote critical race theory and all the conservative talking points and stuff. Now, When he he said she, I had a little bit of glimmer of hope, but uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, She Uh, is his sister, Chip Gaines' sister. Oh, no! Twist! Yeah. So he donated a thousand bucks because his sister is running for school board. His sister opposes social justice and all as she holds all those Fox News crazy views sure. on all of these racial issues. And again, part of me is like, well, he donated a thousand bucks to a crazy person who shouldn't be on a school board. Also, she's his sister. Yeah. Um, and also it's a thousand dollars compared to the 200 elsewhere, though. I will say the 1000 bucks he gave to her has gotten way more publicity. Sure. Well deserved, I would argue. Yeah. Here's the question that I didn't know the answer to. Do you give him any slack because she's the sister and it's like, all right, my sister's running for board. I ha- I'm famous. I have money. I have to give something. It's my sister. But also, she's insane and shouldn't be there because she's... Oh, by the way, uh, she called critical race theory, which is the way conservatives <laughs> use it. It's like acknowledging racism. Yeah, it's She worse. said that's the single most divisive threat in education. What does that mean? I, anyway. It, ask them to define it. Again, this goes back to ask conservatives to... Tell us what you are talking about right. instead of using the buzzwords. Um, I don't know what she thinks critical race theory is, but she calls it divisive. And she also said, I will vote down anything and everything that further promotes critical race theory, dot, dot, dot. If you acknowledge racism in history class, for example, yeah. she is against that. So do you, are, are the gains wrong? Is Chip Gaines, should he not have given money to her? I mean, I think... I do not think he should be supporting a person who is touting those shitty views. However, I also think that interfamily politics are a <laughs> tricky thing that have driven all of us insane at some point in our lives. So, it, it, to me, if like if I am extremely wealthy and my brother is running for something, I would like throw significant money behind him because I support my brother and I believe what he believes. If I like right now today, if he were to run for city council, I would donate, you know, time and as much money as I could. Sure. If I didn't agree with his views, if he I was would give a him a Republican who is like a MAGA person. If if that was the case, I would probably give him fifty bucks and be like, hey, I'm supporting you, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like it, there is Everybody has done something absolutely untenable to quiet a parent or a sibling or a child. I do not doubt. Like, whatever. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's earned it. Maybe he hasn't. It seems to me he's doing a lot of good work. And this was probably like a, maybe if I give her a thousand bucks, she'll shut up. Or my mom will stop calling me and ask me why I don't support (laughs) my sister on TV. Or my dad calls me and says, you know, we're really proud of your sister because she's doing this and that and the other. Like, <laughs> you have a TV show. She's running for office. Yeah, she's the important one. Right, like, listen, <laughs> parents and siblings and As someone who did not finish medical mind. school, believe me, I've heard it. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> sometimes you just need to shut them up. And even if that is not your favorite thing to do, like, I don't know, go golfing with your dad once a year. I've told yeah, him I'm not yeah. doing that anymore. I fucking hate golf. <laughs> but, like, think you do things that you don't necessarily, you wouldn't necessarily do other otherwise and like for a very wealthy person that i assume chris is a thousand dollars yeah 
We're like, a chip. Chris Gates. Yeah, but um, <laughs> that's Garth Brooks' alter yes, ego. Chris. That's the whitest thing we've said this episode. Woo. Okay, so I took the other approach. I I totally agree with what you're saying. With the family dynamics are mm-hmm. a big deal. I initially was on the other side of this. Like, no, why'd you give her money? You don't have to give her money. You could say you're my sister, but also, no, I don't agree with you. Had he said, look, I gave it to her because she's my sister. I think she's wrong about everything, maybe, but, like, no. But that's also torpedoing her campaign. and Good. Yeah, yes, I understand. (laughs) Yes, of course, good, but also, have you ever had a parent mad at you, Hammond, is what I'm asking. I'm brown. I've only had my parents mad at me. I know, they'll make you do fucking... You You think I I tell them I do this? No, listen, (laughs) you have stopped podcasts while we are talking to answer the phone for your mom (laughs) because you just simply could not deal with her calling anymore. Yeah, it's deeply unprofessional, but I put up (laughs) with it. You know why? Because families are bonkers. They're all crazy and they're all just slowly driving each other insane. And we're all just trying to slow that process down as much as possible. The Gaineses actually try to avoid all of this shit because keep in mind, they are Christian. They're from Texas and they have this hopefully mainstream appeal if they're trying to do their business, Mm -hmm. which means they're trying really hard not to be political. Mm -hmm. But also they got in trouble a couple years ago because people found out that the church they go to is one of those evangelical megachurches that opposes same-sex marriage. What's the wife's Joanna. Joanna, she's Asian, isn't she? She's She's not white. She's half half Asian Asian. or something, yeah. So like she's not white. Yeah. Um, So so like like it tracks that they have a vested interest in caring about race relations. But when they when there was all this publicity, like these people who want to be these celebrities, I mean, they are celebrities. um, They go to this church that is preaching all this hate. And they kind of issued some statement like, well, we don't agree with everything our church says and whatever perfunctory. It's the Chris Pratt story all over again. (laughs) Um. I was thinking when I heard this story, though, remember Paul Gosar, who is a congressman from, I think, Arizona, who is radically Trumpist Republican, who's still in Congress as we speak. One of the worst, like Matt Gates level crazy. His siblings, like five or six of them, made that campaign commercial in, I think, 2018 for the guy running against their brother. And they're all like, my name is Jessica. And uh Paul Gosar is fucking insane. Yeah. And all of them said this. And at the end, they're like, I'm Jessica Gosar. And uh-huh. you realize, oh, these are all of his siblings. And they're all like, don't vote for my brother. He is bad for our community. Yeah. Vote for his opponent. And because it was a deeply red district, he still won. But that was one of those, like, their family. What did they do in the situation? They threw their brother under the bus because fuck that guy. And I was like, those that no. whole family is that takes courage to do. Yes. That could not have been easy. No. It helps that there were like five against one or something. <laughs> but also like that could not have been easy for them to do, but good for them. And but Chip Gaines here is like, mm, my racist sister wants money. All right, I guess if she wants to Again, it's not I'm giving her money because she needs rent, no, which I would I understand. Know. She's trying to run for school board, and I don't like that he gave money to her. Yes, I you're, this is another <laughs> this is another example of you're not wrong, you're just an asshole. <laughs> yes, of course you're right. But like I cannot emphasize and I just spent the weekend with two of my best friends in the world and their parents had come out for two weeks and they're like, they want to come out for two weeks again. What am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> like it's just one of those things that family 
just makes you lose all sense of rationality. <laughs> you know what? Maybe some some people have healthy relationships with everybody they're related to. I would love to meet that person. <laughs> Who are you people? Who are you? We like each other all the time. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Let's give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode. We are sponsored today by Blue Chew, an online service that sells products designed to help you combat erectile dysfunction using the same active ingredients found in Viagra and Cialis. Best of all, you could do everything privately, no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations with anyone, no waiting in line anywhere. It ships right to you in a discreet package. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com, speak with one of their licensed medical professionals, uh, licensed medical providers, and after you are approved, they will send you the prescription. Check out bluechew.com for more information. And if you use the promo code FRIENDLYATHEIST, just one word, at checkout, you can try it for your first month for free after paying for shipping. Again, bluechew.com. We thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And I want to go to the bathroom. Layers the story <laughs> involving a pastor um, a West Virginia pastor this week, William Page, uh -huh. was charged with two misdemeanor counts of invasion of privacy. Uh, what did his church members discover about him? Oh, that was criminal. That was criminal, and it wasn't like your blatant, you know, manip emotionally manipulating kids to lie to their parents. It wasn't no, that's that kind part of, thing. of church. Sure, 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 sure. Um, gee whiz, how about he? was, ooh, he was sneaking, he, he put a little mirror on the top of his shoe so he could see up ladies' skirts like they did in the 50s. Is that what they did in the 50s? Yeah. Uh, that's Read a not, comic book. That's not far from it. Oh, good. Uh, except it's men, first of all. Cool. And he placed a smartphone no. in the ledge above a urinal. No. With the recorder on. And they didn't notice? I, I'm I don't sorry, know. don't victim blame Jessica, I don't but know. seriously... But someone noticed, and they all realized, this guy's videotaping us in the bathroom, um, according to a news article. On the phone, deputies found, quote, videos of two males using the restroom, as well as several short videos of the preacher setting up the device. Like, he's trying to set up the phone, and it's a selfie version How of the fucking video. fucking insidious. He's Jesus not just a criminal, Christ. and he's not just a perv in that sense. He can't even work the video cameras yeah. using to spy on everyone. Yeah, if you're going to be a spy, be a good spy. Yeah. Um, he gave himself up uh, to the deputies, released on bond. He faces up to a year in jail. And that is more harmful uh, for a pastor to do in the bathroom. That thing is more harmful than anything trans people have done in bathrooms. Yep. 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 Yep, 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 yep. Let's go to Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. Mm. The mayor there is a Democrat. Cool. Uh, Adrian Perkins. He actually ran for Senate. Uh, when was it? He ran for Senate, I think, last year, uh, trying to unseat a GOP senator mm. in Louisiana. Hard thing to Tricky. do. Lost by a mile. Uh -huh. um, but, okay, Democrat in Louisiana. You have me there. We're mm -hmm. good. Uh, but this guy, young black guy, he's... Like, as far as I can tell, been a fine mayor. He's decided that the violence rates in Shreveport are going up. They need to do something about it. And he finally figured out the answer. Two days of prayer. Oh, God damn it. Yep. And it's not just him doing this. He said the entire city council is right there with him on this. I'm going to read from uh, his press release here. On Saturday, June 5th, 
Each council member will go to an intersection in their council district along with faith leaders and community leaders, and they will hold five to seven minutes of prayer. That's it. That's their solution to combating violence. What am I supposed to do with this? Like, what, what does he think? Why would you why elect would I... a city council if your solution is, well, we'll ask God to fix something for... Okay, I fine, mean, I don't need you then. But the frustrating thing is, like, this is what the fucking Republicans have been doing for 20 years about every time there's a school shooting or a mass shooting yes. in public of, like, oh, thoughts and prayers. Like, have you not it is heard a the criticism? at this point. I, I don't know what he's thinking. Oh, like, guys. I think if I'm giving... Again, if I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, he's saying, like, I know prayer makes people feel better, and if we show unity and we're doing something like this together maybe maybe it'll help because we got no actual options here but it doesn't and why is the city council doing it? if a church group says we're gonna pray for violence i'll make fun of you but you can do it no yeah. one has a problem with that well, you don't have any like, other levers to pull yeah um, but you're not the preacher you're the mayor They're, these are the city council members you're the ones who have the power to do whatever is within your power to do right but like praying at the intersection that is not going to fix anything. For, I, I'm sorry, did you say five to seven minutes? Five to seven minutes. Because if you At only go four minutes, you think hours. God is, I mean, do you think God is going to listen if it's four and a half minutes? At no. least wait until like you're kind of shifting on your feet because your feet are tired. <laughs> like five minutes? I've waited longer than that a fucking red light. Mm-hmm. This is really annoying me. <laughs> this is making me cranky, Hammett. What oh, are you just doing? Just wait for it. Just wait for oh, it. Oh, there's more. There's more. So today's Friday. We're recording this. I know this is going to be out probably like tomorrow, mm -hmm. but tonight, Friday night, Ooh. there is a CNN segment that is going to air on Anderson Cooper's show, from what I hear, and it involves Pastor Greg Locke. We have talked about Greg really? Locke because he is this hate preacher from Tennessee, has what I would consider a small church, but if you look at the video, he has a tent outside uh, no social distancing, no face masks. He's like basically a shill for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. That's his sermonizing. Yeah. Um, and he's spent the past year basically downplaying the pandemic, telling people to ignore what scientists say. And even now he's spreading conspiracy theories about it. And you may recall, because we talked about it then, that um, I think back in December, CNN, uh, their reporter, El Reeve, visited him and did an interview with him. And here's the part that really stood out. She, he had said in sermons that there's no pandemic. This is in December. Of he said, 2020? Of 2020. He's like, there's no pandemic. He said, quote, I'm 44 years old. Oh. We've not had one in my lifetime. This is not it. And basically she went to his church and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Sure. That's me talking. But basically she asked him, I'm quoting, I don't understand what you mean when you say the pandemic's not real. The pandemic is not real. But what do you think a pandemic is? Not COVID-19. But what do you think a pandemic is? This is in person? Yes. This is the interview transcription. Oh my God. But what do you think a pandemic is? It is no pandemic. Dot, dot, dot. She goes back to asking, well, why can't you answer it? He says, it's ridiculous. I did. There's no pandemic. COVID-19 is not a pandemic. But what, what is a pandemic then? Not what we're experiencing. I'm 44 years old. We've not had one in my lifetime. So I don't know. And this is not it. Unquote. I don't know. 
and this is not it, which is like his entire theology in a nutshell. That's right? Lucille Bluth's entire, <laughs> I do not understand it and I will not answer it. That was December. So that happened. That interview happened on CNN Jesus that Christ. aired. And by the way, that was not live. Like that was a recorded interview that was then made into a segment. Uh-huh. But that was in context. I mean, yeah. Okay, so he's the idiot who doesn't know what a pandemic is, but he wants you to know we have not had a pandemic. Just so you, in case you're wondering. In case you're wondering. So this same reporter is back in town this week doing interviews. Why is she doing interviews? Here's what I have heard. Because that guy died. No, he didn't die. he's still around. I know. He's Someone very loud in his about church it. has died. Since December? Uh, yes, I believe so. And again, according, I think this is my understanding of what the segment is going to be like. I haven't talked to the reporter. I don't know what's going on. I've tried to gather information from other sources. What I basically gathered is someone in the congregation died. Mm-hmm. The family members are like, he listened to Greg Locke. He didn't take precautions. He did not get vaccinated and he's dead and we're all pissed off. And like, we just want the world to know this guy is literally, he's hurting people. He's killing people by being this public health threat. So here's what's interesting. A couple things about this. She, uh, El Reeve, as far as I can tell, fine reporter. CNN is CNN. (laughs) They have their flaws, but whatever. This is not like a hit piece. It's what is going on down here? Mm -hmm. And how does this guy, how does Greg Locke defend himself? Right. When he has to put up with all this. And and how does he respond to the argument that he's like this threat to public health? Mm -hmm. So on Monday of this week, he issued a long Facebook post. And it's a long one. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he said CNN was going to come to his office at church to do an interview for this segment Mm -hmm. that is airing Friday night. And he said they were there last Sunday to watch a sermon. And he said, quote, I gave them a load of footage they could use. I was plain, forceful, biblical, and unapologetic. And I know, like... He's an apologist. uh, That's his (laughs) way of saying, like, he basically spread conspiracy theories. He gave them lots of clips they could use. And Mm -hmm. I know this because I've seen a lot of, like, liberal websites tweet out those clips saying, here's what the insane pastor is saying this week. But he's saying, like, look, I gave them loads of footage for CNN, but they still wanted to talk to me. And so here's where it gets interesting. My schedule was clear and I was arriving early to his office for the interview. The camera crew was on their way. I pulled into the parking lot and immediately I felt nauseous. I do this mess with the news every single week, so it's really not a big deal. But as clearly as I know my name, the Holy Spirit said, this is a setup. Cancel the interview. Leave now. It was abundantly clear. So basically he canceled the interview with them. Because I think he, he knew they were going to ask him, uh, hey, dude, your congregation members are dying because sure, of sure, what sure. you say. And he ran away like a coward. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, later in the post, to be clear, I have talked to them over and over and it was not a conflict of schedule. No, God said, cancel it. I'm convinced we avoided a deeper debacle. Interessante. Like, he's covering up for something. He, no, like, he definitely... He's trying to get ahead of what's going to be a bad story. No, he definitely is. But I would argue also, good on him. His instincts are good because he absolutely was about <laughs> to walk into a fucking sniper's den. Sniper's den? Viper's den. Viper's And And precisely because they were going to quote back the things he had said Correct. and done. Not because they were going to play gotcha. They were just going to say, like, why are you spread? Like, your own congregation yeah. members are dying yeah. because of the things you say. And I think he didn't want to answer that question 
Or at least he knew that his spin was going to be like, mm, they didn't die of COVID. But like, if you really think about it, he died from lack of praying because he was <laughs> unconscious and couldn't breathe because I, of COVID. I believe CNN has also spoken to that man's family. Like, they're pissed. Of course they are. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that segment. I'm very curious to see what the spin is on his end after it airs. And by the time this po- you're hearing this podcast, that segment may have aired. Can I make a prediction? Please. Um, I think it is going to be in the vein of, listen, I say what I say, and people know I'm not a scientist, but they know that I am saying things that that come to me from God. Um, And also, I can't control what people do. Even though I said that this is a hoax, I also wore a mask, and I also did this. So if people are going to make bad decisions, that's on them, and that's not on me. Not a bad answer. It's not something he would say because he doesn't wear a mask and he claims he's not vaccinated okay. and he claims... Yeah, I like, did I did make that up with very little information about who this person <laughs> actually is. I've just heard this apology before. I mean, imagine a life, a life version, real life version of someone who believes every conspiracy theory about the vaccine mm-hmm. and spreads it and doesn't take any precautions and actively tells this congregation not to pay attention to the precautions, because it's all a conspiracy. Okay. And he knows people are going to play those clips if he says crazy shit, so w- he keeps doing it. I would like to revise my my state, my state predictive mm-hmm. statement. Instead of saying, I do X, Y, and Z, I take precautionary measures, what he's going to say is, I actually myself, in a big bombshell, I actually myself got COVID back in May 2020, and it wasn't that bad. And so I really thought, really in my heart of hearts, I thought... Yes, maybe this is a disease, but it's not a plague because it didn't kill me. And how could it be a plague if it didn't kill me? And the fact that it killed this man is so sad. Do I don't even know what we're doing anymore because he's not saying any of this anymore. No, he's gonna. He's then we're gonna going play to. this back next week and I'm gonna get it verbatim because yes. I'm very not good at this. Ever gonna happen. By the way, I think I posted like this guy's covering up for some shit. Of course like, he is. It's gonna be bad. And he writes back on Twitter like, I think I said, stop hurting people. And his response was, stop lying. Which fucking I, burn. I, I quoted him. Yeah. Like, mm, anyway. yeah. Uh, would you like to know about feminism and how it's satanic? Of course. It is. My two favorite subjects. Because Lori Alexander, who is a blogger and professional mommy shamer, okay. who writes as the transformed wife. Oh, I online, know her. Oh, she, boy. She would like everyone to know feminism is satanic. Mm. She quoted a uh, Bible verse that basically says women should be uh, roughly sober in, in thought. What's sober, husband-loving, child-loving, discreet, chaste homemakers, obedient, and pious. Oh, she's going to hate me. And so, <laughs> I'm literally yeah. drinking right now. <laughs> Here's what she says. Have you ever heard feminists teaching women to remain sober? Fem- <laughs> and sober, not just not drinking, but also being sober-minded. Feminists are not sober-minded. They are fueled by their emotions, feelings, and passions. Yeah, emotions. Like, sh- Wait, when she says sober-minded, does she just mean serious? Or like yeah, non-questioning? I mean, um, clear, clear minded. Oh, okay. But again, if she's saying like feminists are fueled by their emotions, feelings, and passions, that describes every conservative I've ever seen like whining argue, on TV. I would argue that just kind of describes all human beings yes. because we all, like it or not, have emotions <laughs> that dictate how we react to things. Yeah, who are these people who are never fueled by their oh, feelings or passions? White men. <laughs> they uh, never 
have emotions. They're always critical and objective. There you go. Have you ever heard feminists teaching women to love their husbands? No. Yeah. They will use the word abuse liberally for any woman who doesn't like the way her husband treats them. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if any woman doesn't like the way her husband treats her, there is probably a case that some abuse is happening there, right? Like She adds, uh, if someone teaches women not to, to not deprive their husbands sexually, they yell marital rape, unquote. The thing is, this I is don't the disagree same woman. with anything. <laughs> this is the same woman who said, ladies, if your husband wants to have sex, you should always submit oh, because, yeah. and I believe she said, like, how it's long over. is it going to yeah. take? <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And everyone's like, you realize that's a cell phone right but, there. But she's, <laughs> but she's saying everything in, like, sarcastic words, but... She's right. Like she, at least of all of these people, she kind of has our number. Yes, I do believe if a man is treating a woman poorly, there's likely a case for abuse. Yeah, I do believe that I'm not obligated to give my partner sex every time he has a boner. Like, yeah, she's right. The idea that there's some book that feminism means telling women don't love your husbands is the part that I'm just like, where are you getting this from? Where is that playbook where it says you must hate don't love your the husbands? You if go- anything, we say don't get married because men are just <laughs> going to weigh you down. She adds, I, guys, I'm kidding. I love my husband. Have you ever heard feminists teaching women to love their children? No. Yes. I'm in a group about it, but whatever. I think she's saying the women like go to work or put kids in daycare, which is proof feminists don't love their kids. That's not how any of that works. Not even really. Close. Daycare is not a feminist thing. It's a economic thing. Yeah. So it could be a feminist thing. If she, a woman, she really, to... she genuinely does think that every family can and should get by on a one income uh, salary that a husband is going to earn doing whatever it is he does and has no understanding that that's a lot harder to get away with yeah, today. I also want that very badly <laughs> too. I would like to kiss my husband goodbye in the morning and just like keep up my house or no, I would actually hate that. Oh, I'd be so <laughs> bad at it. I'm such a bad housewife. But regardless, like it would be great if both me and my husband didn't have to work and we could focus on other endeavors that make us happy. But if any women do work, whether Mm -hmm. it's because they like their job or they have to, to support the family, like, nope, you hate your kids is Mm -hmm. her uh, link. Uh, Do, do, uh, what else? They certain feminists certainly don't teach women to be keepers at home. Imagine caring more about offending women than having women learn God's will for them. What? I, I don't know. But that one's true. Nobody ever has encouraged me to keep a tidy home. Unless it's for, like, mental health reasons. It's not. I'm just a slob. Just this idea that if you're not her version of what a woman should be, you are not just, like, different. You are satanic is amazing. It's some weird, wild shit. I will give you that, my friend. That is an impressively bad take. It was but at the same take. time, pretty true. <laughs> I think her tone is what I take objection with. It's the same every time, and it's always insane. Yeah. Um, I got one last story for you, and this is, this is another one where I, I think I know my answer to this, but I don't know that everyone agrees. Mm. Here's something that was on Reddit. It was on the forum called Am I the Asshole, where people put up yes. stories where they're the like, here's... The only good part of Reddit. <laughs> here's the story, objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think I was the asshole in this situation? And basically, I'll summarize what this lady said. She said, I'm Catholic. I have a friend who is an atheist and they were hanging out together and they ran into like two nuns who she happened to know. 
Um, I think the they're all like in their early 20s. Okay. But they ran into two nuns from her church. She's Catholic. She goes to the church. She knows these women. So she introduced them as like, you know, this is sister somebody and this is sister somebody and this is my friend Bob or whatever. And he responds, if, if she said, this is sister Mary, this is sister Teresa, he responds, hello, Mary. Hello, Teresa. Doesn't call them sister. Mm. And so basically... Um, mm. here's from her post. He said, I'm not calling them sister. He said, no, because he's not Catholic. He didn't think he should have to. I told him, I believed it had nothing to do with religion, but it's just a sign of respect. Dot, dot, dot. His stance is that it is forcing my beliefs on him and that Jesus he should address Christ. the nuns. However, he feels comfortable. My stance is that they should be addressed by the title they choose to use out of politeness and respect. So, the question is, if you are not Catholic, are you obligated to call a nun Sister Blank You're at any point? You're not obligated to do anything, but we're all just trying to, like, get a fucking long here in society, <laughs> and you're here throwing a wrench in the wheels by just being a cuck. Like, could you just... Could they just not? For, like, this is why people hate atheists. And granted, <laughs> I do too, for the most part. Like, this is some bullshit. It's shitty, and it's small. That's my problem. Is it, It's so fucking petty, I cannot believe it. And I am such a petty person. <laughs> and this is so, I say, like... The top-rated comments all said to the Catholic girl, uh, to Catholic woman, you are not the asshole. No. He is. He is. Uh, those were the most popular upvoted comments. Um, and one of the writers, I said, made a point that I thought was fair, which is, look, the whole, uh, all the issues we're dealing with trans people and pronouns and things like that. The argument is, even if you have these warped views mm -hmm. about trans people, you should call them by their pronouns. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's a sign of respect and we're all trying to get through. It's what they mm -hmm. ask for. If someone named Jonathan said, call me John, mm -hmm. you would do it and you wouldn't question it. Mm -hmm. And if someone says, I go by she, her then learn how to use that. It's not yeah. that difficult. Get over it. It's not, I'm not saying those are analogous, but like if a nun says, oh, I'm sister or whatever, yeah. then call her that. Oh it's not saying, well, I, I, I obey your religion or I think there's any credibility to it. Like, I don't think you're literally the sister of whomever. Like I understand <laughs> how symbols work. No, it's, I mean, like, Christ, last week, somebody who I've known for like five years started calling me Jesse out of the clear blue sky, <laughs> and my eye was twitching about it. I can't imagine if somebody is just like, and she just forgot. Like, yeah, just call me by the thing I asked you to, and like, I'll let it I'm slide if it's an I'm wearing a name tag right now. You can just call me by the name on my name tag. How does that sound? No, it's true. It was just a, a, but like, it just sucks. It is just a guy trying to belittle other people's belief systems in a way that's not helpful, it's just being a cunt. I was trying to figure out, is there any other vocation? Like, I've seen doctors who didn't really graduate from medical school because like, I dismissed, yeah. like, you're not really a doctor. But, but I probably wouldn't, I would think that. I'm not going to say, hey, kids, this is not a doctor, Bob. Like, no, just, just call them what they want to be called. You could still have your beliefs. No one's arguing it. Like, just... Yeah, yeah. no. This it, is a weird hill to die on for this dude. It is. And if he, you said... You think it sounds like they're in their early 20s or they said uh, they're the, in their... The Catholic woman and her atheist friend are in their are early 20s. 20 or early 20s. Okay. Well, that kind of explains a lot of this because... <laughs> <laughs> While male white atheists don't have the corner on kind of being dicks for no specific reason, they certainly are no small amount of, of the people who do. Just like... 
I, I think you hit the nail on the head with the trans thing. If somebody asks you to call them a thing, call them a thing. This reminds me of when that guy was like, um, Jill Biden, you're not a medical doctor. Oh, yeah. It's the same bullshit. Like, just because you don't, and I'm using big square quotes, yeah. believe, scare quotes, not square quotes. That's a movie idea, I bet. Right. Um, uh, you know, like, oh, I don't believe in... Well, you're not a medical doctor. You're not you're a medical doctor, an and doctor. I don't, I don't have think to call you. education is worth getting a doctor, yeah. doctorate in. But, like, it's just stupid. It's disrespectful for its own sake. It's not... Listen, the way to... Uh, no, it's stupid. It's stupid. Because he I wasn't heard this trying to put, convert anybody. He was just trying to be a dick And the strangers. nuns weren't trying to convert anybody either. Right. Like, there was no reason to be disrespectful right. toward them. There is the golden rule, which everyone knows, but there's also, and I've heard this in other atheist circles too, like there's a platinum rule. Treat others the way they want to be treated. Yes. It's just a nice way to go through life. Yeah. That's it. You don't have to agree with them. And the fact that like he's trying to be technically right is just a really bad... Listen, if somebody says, well, technically, blah, 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 they're probably just sort of a dick and want to be smarter than you. I lied. I have one more story. This Ah. is short. This is short. Uh, there is a principal in our neck of the woods outside in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm not going to mention the school. It's irrelevant. Can you but, give me a side? Um, a suburb of Chicago. A principal like is doing... side I, of... There, that side. Uh, so in the suburbs Tell of Chicago, me. a principal uh, was doing yes. a commencement ceremony last weekend, outdoors, socially distanced, and basically reading the names of their high school graduates. They get to get their diplomas, get their photo ops for their families. Nice, good, I'm glad you could do it in person. Mm -hmm. That ceremony, which was live streamed, opened up with like the the drill team doing flag stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. know what they do. Um, And she was going to say the Pledge of Allegiance, then someone sang the National Anthem. You know, the traditional stuff you see at graduation. The order of graduations and sporting events. (laughs) Right. And so she was the one saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And when she did it, Uh uh, she left out under God. Yeah, she did. And she also left out the United States of America. She said, I pledge allegiance to the flag and to the republic, dot, dot, dot. And it's like, did Okay, so wait, was she making a point or did she just fuck up? So that's the question. Oh. She She didn't react in any way. She just said it and moved on. And like there was no, uh, if you watch the live stream, they just kind of move on with it. She didn't say anything ahead of time or after the fact. The reason I know about this is because the day, I think the day or the day after it happened, I see a video go up from a right wing hate group in Illinois that says, look at this liberal professor. Um, I'm going to read you from what they uh, said there. My, this is literally in the article they put out. This is from the Illinois Family Institute. Yeah. My finely honed powers of deduction lead me to believe she is a leftist. It is leftists who abhor tradition. It is leftists who hate America. It is leftists who reject God. It is leftists who seek to divide. This principle chose to ruin a special family milestone. She demonstrated a degree of self-righteousness and self-absorption remarkable even for leftist change agents who identify as, quote, educators. Imagine if they got that mad when a man stood on another man's neck for nine minutes to, to kill him. So I watched, I read their little description here. And here's the thought in my head. If she had left out under God, I would kind of be like, I wonder what she was trying to do. It's weird to do a protest when you don't announce that you're doing a protest. That was weird. Well, I mean, I think the under God thing could have 
Oh, no. You, why don't you finish your thought, sure. and then I'll get so, back. So, <laughs> at first, I'm like, had she just done that? Part of me would have been like, oh, it sounds like she was being a little rebellious there. Mm-hmm. By the way, she's retiring this year. This is her last commencement. Maybe that's the way to go. Atta girl. But then she left out the United States of America. And you know, I've done the whole podcast about the Pledge of Allegiance. That's not a thing anyone's ever had an issue with. I didn't think it would. I have had, I've heard people protesting the Pledge of Allegiance saying, I have a problem with the phrase liberty and justice for all because we don't actually have liberty and justice for all in this country. But no one has ever said, we need to get rid of the phrase the United States of America because then you were saying, I pledge allegiance to, to the, the flag. flag. And moving on, it's like, yeah, what do you think the flag represents? So that's a weird thing to omit. So my thought when I saw this video is, it sounds like she just botched the pledge. Because if you're not a student and you haven't said it in forever, and a principal probably doesn't have any reason to, it's not a thing you're like etching into your memory unless you need to. To me, that feels like it just feels like muscle memory. Like you just like maybe muscle memory, but also all the more reason to think I'm probably saying it right, but I'm not even going to listen to myself. Right. Right. right, You'll just get through the motions. And if you screw it up, you wouldn't even realize you did it. Right. Which is what it looked like if you watch the video. Yeah. But again, first was this description calling her this like political activist of some sort. So, um, I posted about that, and I'm like, uh, it sounds like she just may have screwed up. I don't yeah. know. But it, it would be weird if this is a protest that she never announces, because that's a weird way to protest I this mean, thing. I mean, if she just left, if she just left out under God, I yeah. would say, yeah, maybe. she's trying to maybe. be a little bit subversive, maybe. That's not what she did. That's not what she did. You're right. It doesn't, like, why would you, uh, uh, no, no. Yeah. It why matter. would you do that? So, Monday morning... The, the Illinois Family Institute put out their diatribe against her, trying to rile people up about this. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, and that they afternoon... They need a villain. Yeah. That afternoon, the superintendent of the district puts out a statement saying, uh, we have a message below from the principal. And here's what she wrote. Um, I made a horrific mistake by accidentally horrific? omitting... Horrific? She said horrific. I don't buy that. But oh, boy. By accidentally omitting some key clauses within the Pledge of Allegiance, dot, dot, dot. I sincerely apologize for the error. She explains herself. As I stood at the podium before my last graduation as principal, I found myself more emotional and anxious than expected. As I began, I checked the color guard. I lost my place. I accidentally omitted key phrases. After 30 years in education and countless times reciting the Pledge of Allegiance... I lost track and fumbled the speech. Dot, dot, dot. This was a mistake, not a political statement. I have no political agenda, as some have suggested. Which, okay, to me, I don't think she needed to apologize. I definitely don't think it's a horrific mistake. Yeah. But all right, fine. She screwed up. She said, I'm sorry. It wasn't a big thing. that she felt like she had to clarify. Fine. So she did. Yeah. I have not heard an apology from the Illinois Family Institute for lying about what this woman did and making up shit. She didn't prove them wrong. They can't... They don't know her heart, so they just assume her heart is a dirty, dirty leftist. Yeah, she's a satanic feminist or mm-hmm. something. Um, I I just want to point out, this This is how these Christian hate groups operate. They assume the worst. And there are times when they have gone after teachers, like this teacher was teaching this book <laughs> in English class. I have myself reached out to those teachers, and I try to tell them, like, look, I cover these people. They're insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I can. I just want you to know they really have no power. It's like three people in their basement. Um, you can write it out, but if you need to talk to someone, I am here. Talk That's to me. Because nice, they've yeah. gone after me, too, in the uh, past. Sure. 
Um, and sometimes some of them have taken me up on it because they're freaked out because nothing like this has happened to them. When you were teaching, they went when after I was you? teaching, they went after me. Why? Because I exist. That's sure, why. Sure, Not sure, because sure. like oh, yeah, you have an annoying habit of existing. I know. It's like this number is imaginary. Like <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I hope this principal feels okay because she yeah. didn't do anything wrong. Here's one thing I did point out though, or I wanted to point out. That night when IFI posted this video uh-huh. online, like, look at this teacher. And then this is before their article came out. I saw this. I saw what they were doing. And I tried to search. Has anyone complained about this in the moment? Using any variety of search terms on Twitter, uh-huh. of the high school, of the principal, of the pledge, whatever. On Facebook. Has anyone said, I cannot believe what happened at this graduation? I could not find anything hmm. of anyone complaining. I found one person who said, this happened earlier today, ha- uh, and then added, like, Tucker Carlson and other right-wing people, like, make a big deal of this, make yeah, a big deal yeah. of this. But as far as I can tell, I don't know if she has any connection to the school. No one was complaining about this. Right. And all of a sudden, this right-wing Christian group is like, can you believe she ruined everyone's graduation? Would like, you ooh. say they were trying to cancel her? They were trying to cancel but her. they hate cancel culture. They say that a lot. Well, this isn't cancel culture. This oh. is getting rid of traitors to the country. Oh, I forgot so about that. Sorry, I that, forgot about the That is that the clause. exception, yeah, to the cancel culture rule, so... Is that all you got? That's all I got for today. Okay, um, I'm all I, ranted out. I am going to read. Uh, I'm going to read a review because we haven't done that in a while. And I'm going to be honest. This one's really mean about me specifically, and kind of sent me spiraling. And I'm going to read it oh, God. anyway because it made me feel sad about myself. And instead of keeping that inside, I am letting you guys feel how mean people are. Dichotomy, May 20th, 2021 by WKS Kevin. This podcast is a great example of contrasting hosts. Oh God. One host is brilliant, featured in the Wall Street Journal, Chicago Sun-Times, and NPR. He also <laughs> wrote a very popular book about eBay and religion. The host is also smart enough to be a Jeopardy! exclamation point champion. The other host is a human adult who speaks English words. This program also illustrates the functionality of the fast-forward and rewind buttons on podcast players. When the Intelligent Jeopardy! champion speaks, the rewind button allows the listener to hear his sentences again and again. When the other host starts saying words, the fast-forward button can be used to get a to get to a point in each episode where she is no longer speaking words or making noise. Thanks for the contrast. Did we get five stars? We did get five stars. Hey, and, then, hey. and then the next person had the same thing, dichotomy on Thursday from R. Dalton. Completely agree with WKS, Kevin. That is exactly why I had to stop listening. Her loud laughing at every other word was simply too annoying. I wish this was just the Jeopardy host's show. Great voice, thoughtful, easy listening. She ruins an otherwise friendly, informative show. Do they know I, I won Jeopardy because the person who was beating me bet too much money and I had no idea what the last answer was? You're smart <laughs> enough to be a Jeopardy champion. <laughs> On the bright side, we're up to 4.6 stars, where we were stuck at 4.5 stars for a hot minute. Who are these people who are like, I'm going to rant about this podcast as I leave... Uh, uh, yeah, no, and honestly, I see these a lot. There's a few that I'm scrolling through right now. Um, this one hurt my feelings only because they did so much research to show how much smarter Hemin is than me. And it's like, I got it. I mean, I was on NPR radio too, but he forgot probably that part. It's not a big deal. Like my feelings aren't hurt. I don't Do you know how boring this show would be if it's just me. If it's just you talking into the microphone. Yeah. It's, I cannot think, but well, Seth Andrews does it, but he's got more charisma <laughs> said, than you. <laughs> I didn't say Seth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree with you completely. That's my point. Anyway, that's <laughs> I just need you here. Some mean things boys said about me on the <laughs> internet. Oh God. 
new chapter next week, as always. Um, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Leave you us can, positive reviews. Leave. Or, you know what? Do whatever you want. I'm going to read it on the air. If you need some, like, if you really need some attention and you're, like, feeling, like, unimportant and that you're making no impact on the word, I will read your shitty review about how much you do hate you, me, a human woman. Do you know how much, how easy it is to mock me? Like, there's so yeah. much potential. You're a huge dork. I know. You don't like people. Listen, You're a misanthrope. Yeah. You can leave whatever nasty review you want about me. Just you have to donate to Patreon while you do it. Love that. Yeah. Love that. That's the trade-off here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by, uh, what are those? So, Blue's Juice? <laughs> Blue's Juice. <laughs> Deleting that from this. Um, where do we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jess Blumke, where I also will receive your hate mail. Um, you can email us at friendly at these podcasts at gmail.com. We read all of them. Uh, sometimes we respond. Sometimes we don't. If they're mean, <laughs> what am I getting a theme across? Um, also uh, check out my Etsy shop at bitches get stitched done. I think my name on there is Jessica Greif, which is my married name. I've gotten a lot of confused questions of like, are you the friendly atheist person? Or are you just a stranger? I'm messaging. Anyway, you can always get custom orders from me. Um, I'm a little behind on those because of the trip. Hemant, where can we find you? I am at FriendlyAtheist.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hemant Meta. You can go to Patreon.com slash FriendlyAtheistPodcast um, and leave us, leave us money. I oh, don't know. I don't <laughs> leave know how us money. Anymore. Oh, uh, my other podcast is Cooper Deer with my husband. We just watched uh, the episode about the Alpha Man just dropped yesterday, so you can listen to that. And I was on Nonprofits that aired on Sunday. You can find it on YouTube. Just Google Nonprofits. All right. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.